even get in here? Do you see her? She's so short and that dress is so tacky. Who wears cheetah? It's not even summer. Why does the DJ keep on playing summertime sadness? After you go to the bathroom, can we go smoke a cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. Hello and welcome to Ode of Hangovers and Hand Grenades. I'm your host, Nick in a Box. And today we're talking about selfies. If you didn't notice the intro music there by the Chainsmokers, let me take a selfie. Um, I, I really wanted to kind of dive into selfies because the other day, um, you know, I was talking with my girlfriend about how I haven't been taking as many selfies and kind of triggered a conversation about, you know, the psychology behind selfies and, and why we do this and, you know, where it all kind of stems from. So that led me down the rabbit hole of uh, everything I'm going to tell you today. So um, a little bit of a background on myself and as far as how the story kind of came about, um, I, I, as the conversation kind of progressed, I realized that, you know, I... I haven't been taking as many selfies and posting them to social media as frequently as I once was. And I don't know if this is because of my age or my living situation because it's changed or that I got a dog, that he's been the primary focus of a lot of my photos. Uh, but it just seems that more recently, probably within the last year to six months, I would say, um, that I haven't really been posting too many selfies like for me being through probably uh, being 30 years old most of my 20s I can remember and can still see it because Facebook does that whole thing of like you remember when you did this six years ago was revolving a lot around selfies both with my cell phone and with my my actual DSLR camera um so it's kind of interesting to think that like you know, throughout those years I I constantly was looking for that recognition on social media to be recognized as like, oh, I'm, I'm somewhat attractive, or at least I want to feel attractive or good about myself. And at this point, I don't. Um, so I'll post a selfie and, and get some sort of recognition from it. Or I might be actually out doing something cool and I want to share it with other people. Um, because social media has a ton of flaws. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to preach about social media being the greatest thing to ever happen. But Social media does have its value. It brings people together. Like for me, a lot of my family and now friends um, that I live away from, uh, you know, we stay connected through social media. I'm able to see what my little cousins are doing because, you know, they have Facebook accounts and, and, you know, my mom keeps in touch with me through social media as well because I never call her. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting to think that, you know, while they have all these things that get spread around social media and that, you know, there's all those negative aspects to it and there's a negative stigmatism around selfies as a whole, there's a lot of positive things that can actually come out of social media as well. So, and to say that negative stigmatism uh, around selfies exists, it's partially true, but there's also a lot of good things that come out of taking selfies and and you know it just kind of makes you feel good you know whether it be the recognition that you get through facebook or twitter or instagram about what you're doing or how you look and all this stuff it feeds into four psychosocial needs that we all have so i'll kind of delve into those psychosocial needs a little bit later but first um i kind of wanted to talk about you know, where, where selfies really came about. So 
and you know also some of the dangers that they have also brought about with all these Snapchats and filter use and all this stuff. So, um, so the first selfie was really uh, taken. Supposedly, this is the first selfie that was originally taken it was by Robert Cornelius in 1839. He is the one who is heralded as the first selfie. So it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's a, obviously a very, very old photo, uh, 300 years old at this point, I think, or more. Um, can't do math in my head right now for some reason. Don't know why. It couldn't have been the fact that I've been half asleep all day because I drank too much, but hence the show, Hangovers and Hand Grenades. So, um, But yeah, so in, in 1839, Robert Cornelius was dubbed the first person to take a selfie and from there um you know it kind of went on with andy warhol and the art that he was doing using the polaroids and such and and then as you know photographers you know did self-portraits you know it wasn't really a selfie i guess to what we would now consider a selfie because by definition a selfie has to be uploaded to social media which begs the question if i as a photographer take a self-portrait using a camera other than my photo or my my cell phone um and upload it to social media at that point does it turn from a self-portrait into a selfie i I mean by definition yes if you were to look it up in oxford um it does state that you know it has to be taken and uploaded to social media. So, which is kind of interesting that, you know, a self-portrait versus a selfie, where do we draw the line? And what is to say one is art and one isn't? I mean, they're both representing the same thing. You're taking a picture of yourself. Now, one might carry a message and the other one might not, you might think. But a lot of people have been using the selfies to also carry messages into social media, such as, you know, whatever hashtag they're worried about, whatever uh, movement may be going on at the time, whatever political stance that they have, they can now share that while putting a face to it and making a stance that this is me and this is my beliefs. So it kind of goes beyond the fact that we use social media as a tool to really represent ourselves as well as stay connected with others. It, it puts a face to it now. You're, you're putting a face to this, this internet being that you are so i mean we're in the 21st century it's it's near it's damn near unavoidable at this point to have some sort of connection in an internet fashion now i do know people who don't have facebooks and have deleted their facebooks and such and you know that's fine like good for them i really feel that facebook is an addiction for myself especially um when I did a small experiment on my own and went, okay, I'm going to delete Facebook app off my phone. And I lasted about seven days without having it on my phone because I found myself kind of just scrolling through and looking at people's other people's selfies and, and stories and such. And, you know, again, there's that negative aspect of, of social media that you kind of start looking at yourself in a different light and you're like, Oh, all these people are doing really cool things. And I'm kind of just sitting here not doing all these really cool things. So it became more of uh, the darker side of what social media does to people for me. And, and having taken that break, I have noticed that I do check it far less now. So even just taking seven days away from social media, from having an active source to to check it constantly, I've noticed a, a severe difference in how often I am doing that that habit. So, 
Um, while it's not totally corrected yet to the point that I'd like, um, you know, it seems to have affected some things in my life, which similar to my life having changed has affected my selfies. So kind of bring this all full circle. So that all being said, um, you know, these psychosocial needs that we have all kind of tie into what selfies provide for us and what social media provides for us and what them, those two things combined provide to us. So the psychosocial needs that everyone has, and, and I'll just go right in order. The first one is, is self-esteem, the need to feel good about yourself. So there is such things as healthy selfies, uh, according to one, um, person that did a Ted talk. So, uh, there's healthy selfies. There's the ones that you take that you feel good about yourself. You feel good in the photo. You're showing something positive. You're not just doing it for narcissistic or you know, self reasons, I should say. Um, you're doing it because you want to share a happy moment. You feel good about yourself and you only want to share it. You're not worried about the back end of how many people like it, how many people comment on it, how much traction that photo is getting. So it's it's kind of interesting to think that, you know, there's been these times where, like I said, I, I might have gotten out of a relationship and, you know, had been in one for a long time and have taken a selfie to remember that, you know, people, what people think of me is good. Now, does that help my self-esteem? Absolutely, because I'm now getting 20, 30, 50, 80 likes on a, on a photo, which makes me feel great about that angle that I took it at and the way I looked and, and what I might have been doing at that time. Um, and so what's, what's really cool is that you know not only do we get that self-esteem boost, but we also, when we take the selfie and we're, we're, we take that really good selfie, like everybody's done it. We've all taken that like one picture that we really feel good about ourselves when we see it. Um, and then share it. We're not worried about what other people think of it because we already know that we look good in it. We we feel good about ourselves. So again, it ties into that whole self-esteem aspect. Selfies can build your self-esteem. You can take a picture. You don't even have to share it at that point. You can just put it in your phone and save it for yourself. So when you get bored, you kind of flip through your phone of your own pictures to remember, you know, oh yeah, I remember that day when my dog was asleep half off the couch or when he came stumbling through and knocked over whatever, or, you know, just a picture of yourself somewhere that you might remember like a vacation and such. Um, or, you know, even going as far as saying, you know, you want to take a picture of yourself with no clothes on just because you feel good about the way you look. Okay. And that one's personally for you. Um, now it, it, it's also kind of interesting because to tie into that as well, before I move on, you know, we're, we're living in the digital area era. <laughs> we're living in a digital era, as I had said prior. And really a lot of these selfies are now going to tell stories about ourselves throughout the years. Like again, Social media and Facebook has become our photo, our photo album. Like we no longer really, and you know, some people might, but uh, we don't really use photo albums the way that we once did. You know, when your parents have them stashed away, those four by six prints that they used to go and get the film developed, and that was their pictures because the social media never existed, and you would have to mail them to people. Um, you know, and, or store them physically in a binder to save those memories. Um, this has all now become 
a digital aspect of Facebook and your phone and other clouds and, and Instagrams and such um, to save these memories, to to represent that time, that moment in history that you you did that thing or went to that place or saw that stuff or or just noticed the light gleaning off something in a very different way. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really become this whole idea of this is where you start to store your, your stories. And why wouldn't you want pictures of yourself in them? You know, the, this is your life. So, um, so kind of going back to these psychosocial needs, the need of belonging. So the need to feel connected to others again, social media, here we go for these four psychosocial needs all tie into social media in some way. And I think that's why social media is so successful. But the selfie aspect of it is, again, when you post that selfie or a group photo of a selfie, essentially, um, you feel connected to others. You're putting yourself out there. You're putting your face out there for other people to see. You're putting that time that you're doing something out there, pictures of your family. Um, you know, if I when I go and visit my mom, like I'll take a selfie with my mom and I'll post it on so that, you know, the other family members can see, oh, I'm, I'm with her, you know, I'm here visiting. Um, some people like to argue that, you know, phones really take away this time from what you're doing. Like you can't see things while you're looking at your phone. And this is absolutely true. Do you need to document every moment of your life? No, God, no, don't do that. Take the phone away from yourself. But in the same regard, phones are now getting to a point where everybody can be a photographer and everybody has this opportunity to share their art. You can see as an artist would see. Um, some people feel that, you know, you not everybody's gifted with, with such vision, if you will. But really, everybody has the capability of making art. Everybody has the capability to take a good photo. Everybody has the capability to doodle and draw well and paint. It's just a matter of how much time and effort do you really want to invest into it to, to see that vision come true. So, but this is the, the other argument is that, you know, with phones becoming more and more (laughs) based around their cameras, if you will, um, you're able to see things in a different light, if you will. So, you're out on a road trip and you're driving up to some scenic area and you have this, you know, computer at your side, essentially that doubles as a DSLR camera. Um, you start to notice things in a different way when you're out on your hike or you're at the apple orchard or you're in an art museum, you start to see things a little bit differently. You start to notice the angles. You start to, to see the light shadows. You start to see all these different things. And then you start to use your phone as a tool to further express what you're seeing. And then you're sharing that moment. You're sharing that vision with everybody else. If you choose to. Again, this might be something that you just store away and you go, I feel really good about this picture. And I might just show it to a select few people. Um, you know, Again, the idea of taking pictures of your dog and sharing them to the internet so that you feel like you're part of the... Uh, canine community or feline community if you have cats uh, or whatever animal really whatever pet you have a lot of the times if you post it on instagram um, you're going to associate it with certain hashtags like you know dogs rule and cats drool or whatever Um, and then a number of other sites are going to find you and then you know you kind of start spreading around and then you get associated with those groups you know and again 
it makes you feel like you belong. So, um, another one is is meaningful existence. Uh, the need for us to feel like our lives are relevant and valuable. So the the feeling that you matter. All right, and again, I think this one more or less again <laughs> ties into when you take that really good photo that recognition of 80 people liking that photo when you do a picture that gets shared viral because it has like your your message attached to it of some sort um you know again you, you feel like you matter you feel like you belong and you matter to everybody that is associated with you within that circle, within that, that friendship circle that you've created on social media. Um, you know, for me, like I said, at those low points, when I took those photos, uh, you know, not only did it feel wonderful to have so much support from such a great friend group that I've, I've created, I should say, um, and, and become associated with is a better term, but it really brought me out of a very dark spot. And while I still struggle with my, my, you know, ups and downs, we, I think everybody has them and some are more severe than others. Um, you know, I think it's, it, it really helps me when I feel down to take a picture, put it out there and realize that I don't, I'm not as alone as I think I am. You know, a lot of my issues might stem from I'm very conscious of what people see me as, uh, as what I'm perceived as. Um, and so when I put something out there and they tell me I'm wrong, it helps me kind of readjust my thoughts and go, OK, well, if 40 people are saying that it isn't true, then it's not true. It can't be true. You know, it must have just been that one instance that I I perpetually went over in my head again and again that was just just that it's isolated circumstances you know um so a meaningful existence and then it leads into control all right so now we have self-esteem belonging meaningful existence and control so the need to feel that we are in control of our lives that we control our own image all right so we have the power and i've been saying it this whole time we have the control of what images we share at what angle we take the photo in what we're wearing and what face we make we are in complete 100 percent control of how we are going to appear to the world when we reveal this image of ourself and so it's kind of cool to think about this aspect of it that it feeds into the control of you create the most desirable image of yourself usually before you put it out. Now, there has been a lot of trends in in social media and these selfie trends, okay? And you know just to name a couple, there was the duck face where people push out their lips, you know, to make a, a duck bill. Um, you know, and that went viral. A lot of girls do it, some guys do it to mock it. Um, you know, the duck face. It's it's a very well-known. If you don't know what it is, go Google it for the love of God. Go Google duck face selfies and you will get a million images of ducks and then duck selfies, um, but the duck face, um, the gym bunny, uh, you know, girls who go to the gym and, and show off that they're at the gym. Uh, you know, as a guy who used to go to the gym, I am a hundred percent guilty of the male douche tank top 
photo in the mirror, in the bathroom, with my headphones on, showing everybody that I'm at the gym. I used to do that. I used to be the guy at the gym, but I would always look around. I would always look around and make sure nobody was looking when I took the selfies because of that self or that that negative connotation, um, that negative stigma that comes with the selfie. I would always really be cautious of when I was in the locker room to make sure that nobody else was in there or that, you know, the people that were weren't able to see what I was doing, but it would always take me a couple minutes to get it right and also i was caught a couple times and it was really embarrassing when i was caught taking the photos because i i don't know there's to me it was just like i don't want somebody seeing me before i'm ready i guess is the best way to put it i was not ready for somebody to see me doing something that is also socially shamed upon for the most part but either way so the gym bunny the car selfie, the one where you're traveling, the one where you're driving, you know, showing that you're you're in a mode of transportation, whether it be the car, the bus, an airplane, a train, boat, you know, um, vehicular selfies, we'll call them. <laughs> so the vehicular selfie, the one where you might have the wind-strewn hair or you might be out in a bikini looking, you know, personally, when I wear my bikini, it's not very image-worthy. So I keep those ones to myself. Those get locked away in the phone. But you know, there's a lot of um, you know very attractive people who like to take pictures of themselves out while they're on a recreational vehicle of some sort. So, um, so the car selfie, very popular. You know, uh, again, guilty um, of of the car selfie, the changing room selfie. So you're out at your local merchandise place that sells clothes. Uh, if you're me, that's JC Penney's. Uh, love me some JC Penney's pricing. They are amazing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't think of a time that I've ever really done a changing room selfie. I think that's very more uh, that that I think does have a gender bias towards women. Um, and I think again, they're they're more or less looking for opinions on outfits. You know, I think a guy can walk into a changing room and be like, "Hey, my pants fit. Sweet, bye." And some guys do care about their their image, like. But for me personally, as a guy that just wears t-shirts and jeans, I I can't tell you the last time I was actually in a changing room, because I, my proportions haven't changed much yet. As I get older, I'm starting to get more concerned that I will no longer be a 32, 32, except I will become a 34, 32, and then so on and so forth until I become fat and old. But that is the life I've chosen. Fat and old. I'm, I'm down with it. And I will take fat people selfies while I'm at it. That is how it's going to happen. But uh, the last one I just wanted to make note of here is the mirror selfie. Again, like super guilty of this one. I've done it both with my DSLR and my phone. Uh, the mirror selfie is just one that it's easy. And I mean, before we had front-facing cameras, this was the only way you could take a selfie. You know, if you Google image search again, selfies before like smartphones, when we all had the flip phones or the sidekicks or whatever you had, there is a million photos of people taking selfies in the mirror because we didn't have the front-facing camera. And it was always such a difficult task, and it still is. To try and get the right position where the phone doesn't look awkward in the shot. And I cannot tell you what that is, that pose is. But it's just like, I think the mirror selfies are, are probably the worst ones you could take. So all this being said, so we got selfies, we got different trends of selfies. We've got, you know, what it, fe- what it feeds into for our psychosocial needs. 
but where where does this take us as a society in a negative fashion? Okay, so we got Snapchat. Snapchat's a hugely popular uh, app or, or thing, whatever you want to call it, selfie device, I guess, is what it's primarily based around, uh, that allows you to apply filters. Now, most of these these editing, you know, social media sites or, or photo taking softwares these days have some level of photo editing. And what this has turned into is people getting a very, I don't want to say false image of themselves or portraying a false image of themselves. But the problem is, is that if you see yourself in a certain way for so long and you're able to correct it there, then the next natural thing to want to do is physically correct it. Because the filter makes you look a certain way. The filter may blur those lines on your face that you're not too fond of or add freckles or make your eyes wider. So this is actually coined the term Snapchat dysmorphia, um, which has actually led to an increase in cosmetic surgery. So people are seeing themselves... Um, with these filters on and we're not talking the ones where you add like cat ears to yourself or the bunny ears or you make your face weird like a pineapple and change your voice no we're talking about the ones that more or less beautify yourself they they add a very strong blur (laughs) to your face as well as increasing contrasts and makeup and all these light happy things that you know you can do in photoshop uh but it's causing this image issue where people are starting to see themselves with these these filters and they go, well, I want to obtain the, the wider eyes. I want bigger eyes because I look good. I feel good when I see these bigger eyes on the Snapchat. Um, and so they're going to these cosmetic surgeons and they're asking for the most absurd changes and they, they, they just aren't obtainable. And it becomes this unhealthy obsession with continuously trying to achieve something that is damn near unachievable because it's just not physically possible to do all the things or look the same way that it is digitally. Like if, if you don't know this, I will be amazed if you don't. 98% of the models on, on magazine Photoshop covers are edited. They are edited to an extreme degree. They are, I've done it myself for uh, portraits that I've done for professional work. Uh, people have asked like, oh, can you remove the bags out from underneath my eyes? Can you take away this this mark on my face? Or I had to break out, you know, clean up people's faces. You know, and some of the more professional editors will go in and, and make people thinner and, and smaller and, you know, just able to do what Dr. Frankenstein only dreamed of doing. You know, he's the, the Photoshop people are able to literally take body parts from other people and work them in. It is it is a fascinating uh, art form, if you will. But I digress. The biggest issue we're really having is the idea of taking negative selfies. We're not taking what they're called healthy selfies, where we're doing it at a time where we feel good or we're using it to promote you know healthy behavior. We're we're doing it so often for narcissistic means that it is now becoming something of its own, uh, I guess, curse, if you will. You know, the social media curse of the perfect selfie. Um, you know, you you become so unaware, or you start to hate yourself almost because you look in the mirror and you don't see the selfie you. You see the real you, and the real you is fine. Don't ever forget that you 
as a person look fine. Okay, you don't need the filters or anything like that. Just understand you look fine and you should love yourself. And that's why you should be posting selfies or when you should be posting selfies is when you learn to love yourself and you're only expressing yourself through the selfie. That all being said, I also have to say one last thing before I sign off here. And I feel this is, I don't know how to say it. Selfies and edited selfies are now changing the way online dating works. It is almost scary sometimes how different people can look in a photo online than they do in person. I've heard it several times. I've encountered it myself where you look at somebody's photos. And again, these are sites that you're, you're pretty much just like your Tinders or whatever, your Bumble or Plenty of Fish, whatever, um, where you're, you only have a small description of somebody and a photo and you have to pretty much base everything off that photo. And again, a lot of people will say pictures say a thousand words and it's absolutely true. You can, you can express an entire moment, day, feeling, everything in a good photo. So, you know, what the selfies bring to the table in online dating is really you're portraying your energy, your interests, your likes. You usually tend to pick the ones that make you look the best, the ones that show what you're interested in doing. Maybe it was a a 5K you ran and you almost beat your boss, but he was only like nine seconds faster than you. And that's because uh, he took a shortcut and cut across the grass and we all saw it, but you know, he's the boss, so we can't call him out on that. I think it's, it's, it's starting to warp a lot of issues because in those scenarios where you're like, okay, I'm going to go out on this date because a boy liked my pictures or I liked a girl's pictures and you show up for your date and you're like, you look nothing like you did in your photo. I'm going to need some more beer for this one. Um, can be very damaging to somebody in person. Like we don't have that veil anymore. We don't have the privacy, if you will. It becomes very personal when you do it in person and you're like, oh, crap. This guy doesn't look like he did in his pictures. Um, and I think it's, again, I think girls use the filters more often than guys do. I can't say that I use filters very often to make myself look better. Because I don't really, like, as much as I care about what people see of me and the way that I look, there's no changing certain aspects of myself. Because A, I can't afford to go get plastic surgery. And B, my hair doesn't grow fast enough or in a different pattern okay and those are probably the two biggest complaints i really ever have um also my skin is terrible uh but either way uh you know it 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 can be very damaging to somebody's self-esteem to go out on a date and and be completely confronted by something that you weren't expecting because the photo doesn't match the human being um and i think that again you shouldn't be trying to alter selfies to make yourself look better in a way that is not physically possible. Again, taking healthy selfies, totally fine. Take a picture of yourself, put it out there, and if you don't get any likes, that's fine because you did it because you liked it. You have to remember, it's not bad when you like it, okay? And that's the only thing that matters is that you like it. How many times can I say this? 
probably more times than I want to admit. So at this point, I think it's worth calling it a day. I've got a ton of things I got to do here, like uh, set up my selfie archive. Um, but as always, uh, make sure that you check out the SoundCloud page. Um, check out, make sure you give it a like, you know, every, everything helps here, guys. Um, every little bit counts. I, the support has been super great from a lot of people of, of giving me feedback and such. And, uh, you know, I think it's been, it's, it's not going to end anytime soon. This whole thing is going to keep going because this is now my personal, um, art if you will, this is my new art vent, you know, photography, painting, all that stuff that I've done. Um, I'm now moving on to more voice oriented arts. So check out the Facebook page, give it a like, make sure to check out the SoundCloud again, give it a like, give the tracks a like. I just upgraded that account. So it helps. Um, and as always remember close enough is good enough. Bye. Can you guys help me pick a filter? I don't know if I should go with XX Pro or Valencia. I want to look tan. What should my caption be? I want it to be clever. How about living with my bitches? Hashtag live. I only got 10 likes in the last five minutes. Do you think I should take it down? Let me take another selfie.